0: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal,
1: from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic live in studio on this Saturday morning at 10.06 a.m. Hosted today by Marie McFarlane and Chauncey Wizen. So, did I say your name right, Yes, Chauncey? you nailed it, Paul.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never even tried, so I give you lots of credit.
1: Well, Chauncey's easy. <laughs>
2: Chauncey's very easy.
1: Right, Marie <laughs> McFarlane, that, that's pretty easy, right? Yeah. Well, good to see both of you again. Welcome back.
2: Happy Saturday.
1: Yes, and to our listeners, because we are live, if you have retirement-related questions via text or phone call, we will leave the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line. The entire show, it's open, so feel free to chime in with your questions. 799 is that number, but we start with a little background. The com will give you information on The COAL Investment Group, The Retirement Specialist, Trancy and Maria's as Jeff and Aaron Kowal, when he's in, would say, that's what you do. Your niche, your niche, as yes, they say, is retirement. retirement.
2: Mm-hmm, correct.
1: And it's different than just investment planning, financial planning. Your retirement is, and we'll get into this throughout the show today, and think uh, we're doing the sexy segment like always.
2: Yes, we are.
1: Is that we you? Are. That is me. <laughs> we'll get it. That's wealth management and preservation, how to keep that money once you... Get that money.
2: Yes, and it's a hot topic. There's uh, some tax plugs in there and estate planning. So, second half
1: of the show that Mm -hmm. comes up the boss minute uh, with Aaron Kowal, as always, coming up after the first break. But we start the show uh, as we always do with a topic or two. And, And Marie, you got the beginning of the show here.
2: Yes, I do. So, in celebration, I believe school has ended. I don't have kids, so I'm not sure, but I believe it has. So, in celebration of school being out, I figured we should do um, a quiz. So I oh, you're starting up, right away with this. I am starting.
1: So you came into the <laughs> studio saying, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna quiz you live on the air," which Joe still is notorious for doing. Is he doing? <laughs> am I? I got to be honest, my. Percentage is usually around 50 60%, which would be speaking of school, a failing grade.
2: <laughs> so let's
1: see if I can get above a C today.
2: After 20 years <laughs> of the retirement clinic, Paul, I hope you get at least a 60. I, I'm just here as um, a
1: radio guy, I'm not the <laughs> expert.
2: But I thought it would be a great um, kind of recap of, I mean, every topic we have talked about throughout you know, so many years of the retirement clinic. So I put lots of different questions together. Um, some are true or false. Some have actual answers. But take inventory as you go through this. This could be a great check for you, the listener that listens quite often. And, um, you know, have you been paying attention? No pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean
1: me. Yeah, you mean. <laughs> submit your scores. is really
2: yeah. No, don't do that. All right, so my first question um, is a true or false question. It's the earlier you retire, the better. True or false? False. That's correct. You're yeah. at 100%. 100%. Do you want to keep it there?
1: I mean, I was going to say it depends. It's case by case. But in generally speaking, the longer you work and save, the better you're off.
2: Yeah. And I think what um, this question kind of pertained to is truly the earlier you retire, I guess, you can retire early, right? That's some people's uh, goals. But what the focus is on is that if you retire early, you still have to keep your brain sharp. So even if you retire and you're not working, you still have to have something to do, right? Have some kind of purpose that mm-hmm. keeps you engaged and active. Often, as Jeff um, talked
1: about, the rocking chair retirement days are over.
2: Yes, of not doing... Because retirement can last quite well, a long we're, time. We're
1: living longer. Yeah, well, You might argue it's not as healthy that we're not as healthy whatever we could argue all day about that the fact is the lifespan of americans is much longer than it was in 1940
2: correct yes so can you
1: imagine 50 years from now
2: no, I don't want to. Imagine we'll, be li- we'll be
1: living a hundred or more.
2: Yeah. I always want to know, what do houses look like 50 years from now? I know,
1: that always intrigues me, Do Cars?
2: Yeah, what do our cell phones look like? Are they just attached to our arms? and you just? Uh, they're not going to
1: look like this. You know that.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is already, look at what's happened in
1: 15 years with yeah. technology.
2: It's I remember my little flip phone in high school. Yes. You know, yeah. That thing was awesome. Um, so retiring early obviously is an accomplishment, and if it's something you want to do, great thing to do. But make sure to keep your brain or your brain active, uh, stay healthy, and live a long retirement. It, it,
1: and I know you get a lot of questions, so I won't spend too much time. But uh, Social Security kicks in at a certain age, right? Correct. Your RMDs, uh, or and when you can start taking money out of your four hundred one k and your Your general retirement plan, that's got a designated age. Medicare, first
3: 65, right? So if you're going to retire early in your 50s, for instance, Chauncey,
1: you got to take all that into account.
3: Yeah, you have to have a plan for health insurance outside of work, outside of Medicare, and that can be pretty expensive. It's really can be expensive. Um, So yeah, a lot of times, too, when we're planning with clients, we're planning retiring early um, we'll, sit th- we'll We'll. actually look if both spouses are going to be retired and no one's there to carry insurance for work. We'll actually take that into account as a whole extra expense between the time they retire and 65 when they can get on Medicare. Run,
1: run the numbers. Do a cash flow. Yeah. I think you call it a cash flow analysis or something. That
3: right. is yeah.
2: correct. See? Wow. You're <laughs> still at 100%. I didn't even have to ask.
1: Ready for question number two.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm going to skip around, though. So I'm oh, really great. You um. Under current Social Security law, the full retirement age is sixty-five, no matter when you were born. True or false? False. Social Security. True. That's correct. You're right. Ah, (laughs) False is not true. False is true. All right. So I got two in a row. Yeah. So full retirement age, as a reminder, is sixty-six if you were born from nineteen forty-three to nineteen fifty-four. And full retirement age increases gradually. So if you were born from 1955 to 1960, it'll increase gradually until it reaches 67. Born 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. And that's for Social Security. Got it. So sometimes I find um, people often get Social Security and Medicare age confused. Um, so Medicare 65, social security, you can actually file at 62. Yeah. At the earliest, right? At the earliest.
1: 62. Correct. Clearly that plays into one's retirement, but how many times have we said over all these years of the show, please don't just count on social security. Yeah. It's just not going to be enough.
2: Correct. Um, I actually have a question on that. Uh-oh. Um, I'll get to that soon. <laughs> According to the Social Security Administration, what percentage of your income is Social Security designed to replace in retirement? So I have some options for you. It kind of ties into exactly what you I was just saying, said. You get it's multiple not choice here? Your, yeah, income. So 100%, you can kind of cross that out, right? Yeah, you already right, knew right, that. Right, right. 75%, 50%, or 40%? 40 Correct. That's true. I'm on a roll. You really are. So Social Security was technically designed not to be the only source of income in retirement. Um, It was only meant to replace a portion, so roughly 40% of your income for retirement years. It's
1: just not enough alone. We have to take personal responsibility. Correct. Savings.
2: And I think the younger and the younger and the younger you are, right, more personal responsibility for savings. For retirement
1: and and look like, at like yeah if you're 22 years old who knows when you're 62 40 years from now what's going to be going on mm-hmm. who's you know who's in the White House what's the economy going to look mm-hmm. like it you don't know correct so be safe and start planning now
2: yeah and there I, will be changes ugh, there has to be always are mm-hmm. um another question for you I will not pay tax on my Social Security benefits true or false.
1: Oh, God. Do you pay taxes? I will not pay. Uh, false.
2: Good guess. I got it? <laughs> you got it. You're
1: I had right. to think that one through. I'm horrible at those. Well, true or false, it's a 50-50 here. Yeah. Okay, so um, you do pay taxes.
2: You could. So it's kind of a trick question. You could pay tax on Social Security. There's also a chance you don't pay tax on your Social Security. It's based on income. Okay. Um, well, I should, let me take that back. It's based on income and your filing status. So, as of right now, the IRS rules are, if you file a federal tax return in your individual, so you're filing as an individual, and your combined income is between 25000 and 34000 you may have to pay income tax on up to 50% of your benefit. Above 34000 it's up to 85% of your benefit is taxable. Whoa. Yeah. yeah I mean that's a lot. It is. And then married filing jointly, it's between thirty two thousand and forty four thousand, up to fifty percent, above forty four thousand, eighty five percent. Wow. So that's a big thing to keep in mind, right? Because a lot of times we think of social security, oh, I'll get thirty three hundred dollars a month and we think, Okay, that's thirty three hundred coming into the household. Like cash. Correct. It but is, actually yeah. if you have to pay up to eighty five percent of
1: the And also when you think of retirement, you think, Well, I'm I'm not there won't be any other income coming in. Well, for a lot of retirees, there is. Yeah, there are. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a part-time job.
2: Yep. Who knows? It's or pensions. Can- yep. Pension. Pensions. Um, and there's. Keep in mind. So when they calculate that out, they use combined income, which is a unique term, right? So IRS has lots of uh, ways to calculate income. <laughs> yes, Chauncey do. and I know that. <laughs> um, so this is adjusted gross income. So all income that comes into the household. And for example, one common one people don't think of is your pension. That's income. So pensions counted towards combined income plus non-taxable interest. So you would get that in your investment accounts and then half of your Social Security benefit. So half of what you get for Social Security is counted towards your combined income, which then figures out, okay how much tax would I owe? You mentioned
1: pension. Now, that's different than a 401k plan. And a 401k plan, we take that we do pay the taxes when we make the withdrawals, right? Correct. Uh the Roth is just the opposite. I believe you pay taxes up front. Correct. Am I right? Yes. See, I have been paying attention. You have been <laughs> paying attention. It's only 20 years. I mean, yeah. We've been doing the show. <laughs> I should mention the COWA Investment Group is celebrating 35 years of service. That's amazing, you guys. I know you haven't been there.
2: No, I'm All just 35. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I was
1: even 35 retirement years planning old. when I was three. <laughs> uh, when you were three, well, you, you're pretty good at it. Marie. Yeah, <laughs> Probably uh, was. And actually. the show is uh, 20 years old. We celebrated in September, and uh, but 35 years in business. That's kudos to Jeff Kowal, of course, not here today, but normally would be here. And you are listening to the Retirement Clinic, Marie McFarlane and Chauncey Weisenfeld. I, I, you would be a good teacher. You would be. Oh. V- you just thank got you. that kind of way about you.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, I so. don't know if I would really have the patience. I give them well, a lot of credit. I but. do too.
1: <laughs> I w- I could not stand it, little Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit kids anymore, can you? No. Or no.
2: Throw, throw erasers. Throw I think that erasers at them. The
1: <laughs> I got grabbed in seventh grade. I'll still remember this. He grabbing by my earlobe. Stop my social it. studies teacher. I I deserved it. I was I was a, kind of a screwball as a kid. <laughs> if you can imagine. Were
2: you that. the class clown? Like you. S- Mm,
1: not the clown, but okay. I was up there, okay. but I would talk a lot and just screwing around. But I was I a was pretty good student, too. Anyway, grabbed me by the earlobe, pulled me out in the hallway, s- slammed me against the locker. Whoa. To this day, I'm 56. I remember that. It worked. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me, and I didn't screw around anymore. So It works. Right, that's it's a lesson. like with parents with tough love and discipline. Yeah. Didn't mean the a-
2: earlobe grabbing is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean the shirt. I cannot put the earlobe. Oh that's, yeah, that's intense. oh it it hurt. <laughs> um, okay, my next question: Medicare, it's true or false? Medicare premiums aren't impacted by your income. True or false?
1: Medicare premiums impacted by your income. God, this is a guess. False. That's correct. Oh god, am I lucky?
2: <laughs> I got four in a row. I keep on to say that's true and I'm like, wait, that's that's confusing. Right. So correct. False is correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. And true.
2: So the higher the income you most so the higher the income you have, right, most likely you'll end up paying more than the standard premium. Standard premium today is hundred and seventy dollars and ten cents, I believe. Um so if you have a high income that's coming in, you can pay as much as a month for Medicare. So that's a pretty significant difference. It is. Yeah. Um, so one of those areas that Chauncey and I both help our clients, uh, prepare for, and sometimes it's unavoidable, right? If you retire and you're 65 and you were working and you were making 250,000 a year or more, 400,000 a year or more, you're going to be at the tax or the top, I should say the top of the income. Um, There's not much you can do, right? Like we can save a little more into pre-tax and try as much as we can to reduce income. But ultimately, what matters is when you're in retirement, making sure your income stays as low as you can, right? To pay closest to the standard premium as possible. The other piece is it's a two-year look back. So Medicare looks back at your prior two-year income. Income
1: for the last two years. Yep.
2: Okay. So this year is based on 2020 income.
1: So, four for four.
2: You're doing well. Yep.
1: I'm pretty Better impressed. than when Joe... Either Joe's questions are harder and yours are easier, or I'm just having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> or I was sleepy that day. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I felt like with everything going on, they should be relatively semi-easy questions. Thank you, Marie.
1: Thank you, thank you.
2: <laughs> Everybody needs a little boost right now. Yeah. Um, you mentioned this before, so let's see. True or false, you'll pay tax on your Roth IRA distributions
1: you'll pay tax on roth distributions wait no you don't correct you pay up front so therefore when you take the money out you don't pay taxes correct the opposite of a 401k plan
2: yes okay um but the thing to keep in mind is it could be true so there are qualified versus non-qualified distributions from your Roth IRA. Um, so if you take a non-qualified distribution, which there's a whole list of them, they could be subject to tax and penalty. One good example is taking out before 59 and a half, um, from your Roth IRA gains would be taxable at that point. So qualified distributions mean no tax paid. You'll never pay tax on what you put in. But.
1: 59 and a half is what I can if I want to, I don't have to. It's not required. But I can take money out of my 401k plan.
2: Yes, correct. Uh, Again,
1: you're better off waiting, aren't you? Yes. If you Especially
2: can. if you're working and you don't need the income. Yep. If you've retired, obviously different situation. Yeah. But yes, waiting longer is better. Um, let's see. Let me think of another Come on, give word. me
1: something hard. Give me something that's challenging, <laughs> oh, Maria. Yeah. I got 100% here. Five for five, I am.
2: Oh, here's a good one. Someone who makes... 150000 a year, pays the same Social Security tax as somebody who makes a million dollars a year. True or false? False. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a
2: trick question. <laughs> I kind of thought as I was
1: saying it I was wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, so this is an uh, interesting one, and I don't think a lot of people recognize this, that it's based on there's a wage base. Social Security has a wage base. And essentially what that means is your Social Security, you're taxed on um, up to a limit. Mm-hmm. So the amount of earnings you have is up to a limit that you would be taxed for Social Security. Now in 2021, or sorry, it's 2022 this year, 2022, <laughs> the wage-based limit is 147000 So if you make above 147000 you pay... It, this is individually correct yeah not individual. household income yep. okay individual um so you pay in the same amount as somebody who would make in who, who makes a million dollars a year um to keep in mind with that though you don't earn more right so if you yeah. made a million dollars technically your credits are up to 147,000 for that year
1: I get it so I get it
2: a lot of people don't know that and it, it is kind of important to recognize that
1: clearly I didn't yeah <laughs>
2: Um so that's one of a, a good thing to keep in mind. And again, not something you can necessarily plan for, but keep in mind while you're planning for social security benefits. Um let's do this one. Do I have to take required minimum distributions from my Roth 401k?
1: RMD from my Roth. Yes.
2: That's my answer is yes. Correct. I am. You are correct. So it's somewhat of a trick question because sometimes people get Roth 401ks and Roth IRAs. They think they're the same, but they're not the same. So if you've kept your Roth 401k, reminder, 401k is through your employer, right? So you have an employer plan. You can put pre-tax money in or Roth money, which is after tax. And let's say you retired and you never rolled your money into a Roth IRA or into a traditional IRA, so you kept it at that 401k plan, you would have to take an RMD at age 72 from your Roth IRA. So it's really important that you work with us to make sure you don't have Roth 401ks sitting out there Yeah, um, and are forced to take money out.
1: Are more employers offering the Roth 401k now than... Let's say 10 years ago?
2: Yes. I would okay. say i hardly ever run into a situation where somebody doesn't have the Roth 401k option. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I should check important. into that here. Because <laughs> I'm not in it now, so I, I don't know if iHeart offers that or not.
2: Yeah. So um, the nice thing about the Roth 401k is you can uh, max out the contribution just like the pre-tax. So this year, $20,500 so, yeah. is the max okay. under fifty five additional six thousand five hundred.
1: Under 55 years old. Yeah. Um, Teacher Marie McFarland. Yes. (laughs) Miss McFarland. Do you have any more questions?
2: Of course I do. I could go on for days.
1: Well, we don't have days. That's why I'm looking at the (laughs) clock. And I see callers calling in. I don't even know if we want to take these questions. Some bond questions coming in. Do we do those on the air, off the air? You guys are looking at each other.
2: We can try.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, finish finish me a question or two. Okay. One or two more.
2: How about... um, Is... As a rule, actually this one, is a million enough to retire on, true or false, or yes or no? It depends. Oh, perfect. You got it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Depends who you, everybody's different. Your lifestyle, right? A million might be a plenty for somebody, somebody might scoff and go, my gosh, it's not close to enough. So I was right. You were right. That was a trick question. Yes,
2: you are. It yeah. depends on what kind of retirement you want, right? Yeah. Like some people can live off 30000 and could that possibly work? It could. Yeah. And what are you used more. to? Yep.
1: Right? If you were making $40,000 a year and are accustomed to that, yeah. okay, you don't travel as much, you don't do the some things and you're okay with it. That's my lifestyle. Yep. Other people say absolutely not. There's no way I could live on that. Uh, you want to shoot one more my way? Yes. Okay. Oh, your mic went off for some reason. Oh, here I'm back on. You're back.
2: <sighs> Sorry about that. Um, what healthcare costs does Medicare not cover in retirement? Well, God, I have three I options. Oh, I have four options. Oh, for good. You. Okay. Multiple choice <laughs> one, preventative screening, two, medical equipment like a wheelchair or a walker, um, hospital stays is number three, and number four, long term care.
1: Long term care.
2: Wow. You are so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Correct. Long-term care is not covered under Medicare.
1: You would need long-term care insurance, or you have to pay out of pocket. Yes, and I mean that's, that's expensive. Huge, correct. Although and, I do know, correct me if I'm wrong. Most Americans are are underinsured in the long-term care area.
2: Yes, they are. It's a hard topic, and I find most people it's very uncomfortable to talk about. They don't want to think of yep. anything happening. And to it's them. just another
1: premium, right? We've got car insurance. Home insurance, life insurance. We've
2: got insurance for everything. Umbrella insurance. Oh,
1: it goes on and on. And now I got to get this? Are you kidding me? I'll roll the dice and I'll just gamble. Well, then you find out, oh my gosh, I should have taken that.
2: But let me just, I think putting that in perspective, if I get my phone insured and this is like $1,200 and I don't take long-term care insurance. Did you take
1: insurance on your phone?
2: No, I have a really strict rule. I don't take insurance unless it really could I I always pass.
1: Uh, I was just offered a warranty on a leaf blower at Home Depot. Yeah.
2: The, it was almost more than the, the leaf blower.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice with this, guys.
2: Yes. I'll pass on it. I know, and when you buy a new car, they always offer... Pass. I, yes. Pass. That always gets to be a really uncomfortable conversation. Luckily, my... Well, no,
1: they get you in the room after. They do. There's a Seinfeld episode. Do you want the extra fob? Do you want the mats? Oh, there's a $1,000 surcharge on it. <laughs> well, again, they get you on the warranty. I just bought a new car. Oh, not new anymore. Last fall. I passed on it. It comes with a $50,000 bumper to bumper anyway, and it's new.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they know when you're going to need it, so it's right. not like a rocket science. I know that this isn't going to be uh, in your best interest. It's in their best interest. Like,
1: the guy wouldn't let me leave the office. <laughs> I said, no, I don't want it. Well, you really should.
2: No. So- Back to it, long-term care, not covered under Medicare. And that is a really big misconception. I feel like quite often I have conversations with clients um, that expect Medicare to cover those costs. And... Long-term care, remember, is the situation where you can't do one of the six daily living activities. Uh, don't ask me them because I always forget one. But and that
1: re- so that would put you in the qualification for yes. long-term care. But again, not covered by Correct. Medicare.
2: So you need to either pay 100% out of pocket or have some type of insurance on the side.
1: And that does get costly, clearly. Uh, good quiz. Teacher McFarlane. Thank
2: you. I Marie
1: McFarlane, it. Chauncey Wisensell are your hosts. Today's Retirement Clinic with the Colwell Investment Group. We've got a caller from Madison Bain hanging on a long time. Uh, and Bill, it's a bond question. I'm not sure what your question is. We'll do our best here, but good morning, sir.
0: Good morning. How are you?
2: Doing well. How are you?
0: Super. A uh, question all about my IRA. Are agency bonds a good investment for an IRA if it's a 30-year? I'm 72 years old.
2: That is an interesting question. It really depends on, I can't give you a yes or no. I would lean towards a no. However, um, it really depends on your situation and what type of other assets you have outside of that.
0: Like the Farm Bureau bond, the 30-year bond can pay almost 4% right now.
2: Yeah, but you're putting it into a tax-deferred. Right.
0: Well, it uh, feeds my uh, account that, that disperses my RMD.
2: Yeah, so, again, it could be a good situation, but I would say give us a call, and it would be something we could walk you through. Um, normally, I would lean towards no, but, again, it could be an appropriate situation depending on other assets that you have.
1: Yeah, it depends on the situation. Yeah.
2: we appreciate your call.
1: Bill, and- I got
0: one more, one more question. Fire away. Agency bond. Uh, death of the holder of the agency bond, can they cash the bond right away at its face value, or do they have to sell it?
2: Mm. That's a fantastic question. I believe beneficiaries are able to cash right away. Um, I will have to look that up for you and get back to you on that one. These are
1: government-issued bonds, obviously, right? Yes, and there are
2: beneficiaries tied to it, but from a tax perspective, I'm not positive on how that would look um, when a beneficiary inherits it.
1: You're in Madison, Bill? Yes, I am. Do you work with anybody? Do you have an advisor?
0: No, I, I retired from Warehouser 12 years ago.
1: Well, congrats and on that.
0: I've been I've been doing this by myself for the last 12 years.
1: If you want, what I'll do is give out the uh, Coal Investment Group number. Feel free to call Monday, okay?
2: I'll okay. be there right at 8 a.m.
1: Yep. <laughs> talk, ask for Marie McFarlane. <laughs> and I've already
2: Googled and researched it and found yeah. out the answer for yeah, you.
1: <laughs> she will. <laughs> um, I'll bill, the number there is 262-522-4040.
0: Thank you very much. You're and welcome. Have a great day. Thank you.
1: Date. Yeah, good questions. And for anybody else, please call the Coal Investment Group or log on to the or 262 522 4040. Okay, Chauncey Marie, great first segment. Uh, extended with the the quiz that I did pretty good on. I think it did B-ish. I think uh, at least B plus, maybe
3: a, a, almost an A, maybe A minus. A minus B plus. Yeah. <laughs> Much better than Joe So
2: September, when we get back to school, I'm going to up this quiz quite a bit. (laughs) You just wait.
1: I think you're right. I think graduation parties are in full force this weekend. Most colleges, anyway. High schools, I don't know. I'm guessing they're out right around that. They have to be,
2: right? Yeah, usually they get out first, What is today,
1: June 11th? My gosh, if I'd be in school June 11th yet. We used to get a lot early in the 80s.
2: I don't even remember. Yeah, when it was like June
1: 1st. <laughs> June. By Memorial Day, basically, we're wrapped up. Huh. So we'll take a break. We, we're going to come back. Aaron Kowal's boss segment for business owners. The sexy segment. Chauncey's got a topic coming up after the break as well. All ahead of us on WIS and the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group.
4: Welcome back to The Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with The Boss Minute, business Owner savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Rising inflation is a big concern for many small business owners. In 2021, we reached 5%, and even lately, we've seen that a lot higher than that, a figure which we haven't seen in over 30 to 40 years. This significant jump is causing owners to wrestle with rising costs and falling profit margins, and in some cases is threatening the long-term sustainability of their business. If you own your own business, you're probably wondering how you can move forward and withstand rising inflation to protect the longevity of your small business. Fortunately, there are a few tips that can help. First, don't simply wait it out. Well, I think most of us can agree we want things to get back to normal, history tells us that periods of higher inflation are not typically followed by deflation to previous prices. Next, review your gross profit margins. It's important to regularly review prices set on products or services to ensure price points are sufficient amid changing market conditions. In addition, consider implementing a process to maintain reasonable profit margins. Lastly, look for opportunities to save. If a supplier or item has increased substantially in price, you may want to take time to review options and alternatives. Consider moves that may save you money, such as switching suppliers, using different materials, or buying in bulk. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or in need of some advice, our fiduciary advisors are here to help. Give us a call today at 262 522 4040 or visit thekowalway.com.
1: Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment, business owners, savings and security. That's the boss acronym and appropriately. So in fact, Aaron was on two weeks ago and we did a whole show on business owners and selling and MAs and all that good stuff. We are back with Marie McFarland, Chauncey Wisensell from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists, a lot to come on the show. A lot of questions coming in too. Let's get back to the phones. Paul is in Shorewood. Yes. Oh, good morning. Uh,
5: I'm 68, retired at the end of May. I have a 457 Roth, a 403b Roth, and I have traditional Roth. What I'm concerned is if I move the money out of a the 403b Roth to a new custodian who does not have my traditional Roth, or my individual Roth, does the five year rule kick in?
3: So, I think with that, it can be a little bit more complex, and we'd be happy to help you with that if you want to give our office a call. But let's say you've had it, have you had it in there for about five years, probably already, because the five-year rule? I've
5: had in the 457 and the 403B and the other custodian Roth, they've been all more than five years. I'm looking at moving it from the 403B custodian right now to a uh, an IRA Roth IRA with that firm
3: yeah you should be good to roll that go ahead and roll that over you've had it open for five years already you can go ahead and roll it over into a a roth a roth ira elsewhere a, away from those accounts that you've had with your employer and the five-year rule w- wouldn't reset
5: okay because i the way i was reading it i thought i read it from the IRS, is that it would reset
1: okay yep that's the IRS. Not, <laughs> Not wrong. Do you have a solution for what the market's doing to me?
2: I wish we did. I wish we did. You we don't.
1: and everybody else. Uh, yeah.
2: On the wrong day. I know. And keep you have to stay invested right so this is investing wholeheartedly and i think the thing to keep in mind is you have to be invested for the long term and um, unfortunately investing has ups and downs and right now we just have to hold on and get through the down but it will be okay
1: now it's marie that's first off good advice i'm as frustrated as anybody when i look at my 401k right but yes. the worst time to go to cash and get out would be now
2: it it would be Unless you had a crystal ball and knew the best time to get back in, which most people don't. And so I think when it comes to volatility, it's... If your emotions are telling you to get out and run, don't do that. Like yeah. do opposite of what your emotions yeah, it, are. When telling When the markets
1: do turn around and start to go back up, and they always ebb and flow, they always correct, and we we may be we may be looking at a recession. Nobody knows, Marie. The fact is, you got to plan appropriately and not abandon it yes. and put it in a cookie jar because you're not making
2: anything. Yep. Then. And if you work with Chauncey and I, right, we're going to create portfolios that align with your goals and your risk tolerance. And so, um, does that mean you they'll never go down? No, right. You're a Accounts will go down if they're invested. That's the point of investing is it goes up and down. But ultimately, you should be invested appropriately with what you can handle. And then you have us to lean on right when these times get a little tough.
1: And Paul, that was a good question. We thank you so much. If you want to go more in-depth and have a conversation, again, 262-522-4040 or com to reach out to the Cowal Investment Group. I haven't mentioned this. You guys have several locations. World Headquarters in Waukesha, in Racine, Wisconsin, right at the Highway 20 exit off the freeway, in Port Washington, beautiful Ozaukee County location with views of Lake Michigan, and Phoenix, Arizona. All of that info is at the Chauncey, Chauncey, you got a great topic. Before we get into the sexy segment today, which is about wealth management and preservation, you want to talk about actually living in retirement.
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's something, you know, not everyone always thinks about. A lot of the times it's the financial aspect. It's how much can I put in my Roth? How much can I put in my IRA, my 401k? Looking at taxes, Medicare, all that sort of stuff, but I found a cool article in the, Wall, in the Wall Street Journal while I was looking around trying to find some stuff to talk about today. And uh, the title caught my eye. It was called People Who Hate Retirement and What the Rest of Us Can Learn From Them. Um, so I thought it was it was kind of interesting to, to, to go through. And it has some real-life stories from people here. Um, so if you're someone who doesn't know what they're going to do in retirement, doesn't know what they want to do, maybe there's a couple of things in here that you can take away that might be, might be helpful. How could you hit retirement? We're going to find out. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, I thought that's the pot of the gold at the end of the rainbow, right? That's what we
1: work for and save for.
3: Exactly. And and that's what makes sense, right? You've worked 30, 40 years, sometimes longer than that. Oh, I can retire. I don't have to go to work every day. I've dedicated so much time. I can do whatever I want. And um, that's the point of retirement, right? Well, unfortunately, it doesn't always end up that way for some people. Um, there's a survey in here that said 15% of retirees have trouble adjusting to their new lives. So you think about it, that's more than one in 10. Um, So that's not uncommon if you're struggling, I don't know what to do, kind of feel lost. Um, You're definitely not alone at all. Um, And I think examining this kind of article and the pitfalls of retirement can help you understand why some people hate it and what makes it more likely that future retirees can kind of study this and maybe avoid some of that.
1: Yeah, and I know you got uh, like bullet point and you'll get into this before you do that. I I think this is a great topic cuz I've got friends that some love it. They're they're remodeling the basement, they're doing things mm-hmm. with grandchildren. Another guy can't stand it. He misses the social aspect of working and being around buddies and it just kind of finds himself bored during the day.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And there's a few stories. I'll get into the first story here about one gentleman. He was an executive of a medical center, um, and he worked 14 to 16 hours a day. So that's a ton of time to devote to your job and work, and to do that for how many years? And then he decided to retire, and then it's just done, right? You go from dedicating so much time every week to now you wake up every morning, and he's kind of found himself saying, what am I going to do today? You know, without that, you know, routine and, and the socialness of being at work. That's like a you big mentioned.
1: part of it, Tronson, is the routine.
3: Exactly. Um, so he said he found out, he's like, what am I going to do today? He just didn't want to sit around and do nothing. Um, but he just kind of said he felt lost. Um, so he retired for a few years and eventually he got a call from university as a school of medicine. And they said, hey, we'd like you to be an associate dean of diversity inclusion. Financially, he was fine, but he said, you know, he took the offer. He he wanted to go back, and he felt that he still had some value experiences that he could share with both the other professors there, deans there, students there. Um, so he decided to go back to work, um, which isn't uncommon by any means. There was another statistic in the article I think said forty um, percent of people over sixty-five still working retired at some point, which is quite a few people. Granted, some of that might be financial reasons. You know, maybe you didn't quite save enough, so oh, I need to go back to work and get a part-time job. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who just, like you said, miss just Je- socialness. Dude, this
1: is bringing up something that Jeff Kowal has talked about over the years the value of an experienced employee that can really help younger employees, but you're still an asset to that company. In this case, the guy's going to, they want this guy to come back. He doesn't need the money, he's not doing it for the money.
3: No, he just, he felt there was value and that he could be of use and wanted to feel helpful. And um, so he, he decided to go back. Uh, he worked for a couple more years, and then he decided to try the retirement thing again. Uh, and he said this time he had a much better idea of what he wanted to do. Um, he said he first started wanting to get in shape. He said he decided to work work out six days a week for two hours, no matter what. That might be a little bit extreme for some people. Right? Well, at that yeah. age, right? Yeah, he said. I think he said uh, he's seventy at this point. Yeah. So that's a lot for anyone. Um, I-, I think retirees are more active now, though,
1: than a long time ago.
3: I agree And part of it like you mentioned earlier is people are living longer, you kind of are able to go out and do more stuff at a later age. Right. Now than you were 20, 30 however many years ago. Still have
1: your driver's license, you can go
3: anywhere you want. Yeah,
1: do exactly. whatever
3: you want. Exactly. So, um that was that was something he wanted to do, but then he started, you know, volunteering at a local food pantry, volunteering at his church, he's in the choir and finance committee, uh joined the board at a local bank, joined these nomination committees for these local uh, judiciary branches. Uh, and decided he loved reading books, and for thirty years he, he never had a
1: he never had a free moment.
3: No, when you work sixteen hours, you work sixteen, you sleep eight. There's your whole twenty four hour That's day. Your day. Yeah. Um. So he had a chance to sit down and read books.
1: You know what I would do in my first day of full retirement? What's I would that? binge Netflix. <laughs> there's so many good things out right now. I, I don't have time to watch them. There, there is. is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll go home and watch one a night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone. We're in Yellowstone now. Love it, right? Falling asleep by the end of every episode. <laughs> but I want to watch it. I see other things I want to yeah. watch. Well,
3: it's time. You need time. Exactly. I just finished a new season of Stranger Things. Or what's, what's Oh, healthy. Stranger Things. Yeah. Excellent. Highly recommend Was it good? If you want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Very good.
1: So um, I'll let you finish this up, Chauncey, and then we'll get to the sexy segment. But your, your topic, living in retirement, the day-to-day routine when you're retired. Yeah. So often we focus on getting there. And saving enough to retire. Now we're there. We've
3: made it. Exactly. And just one other quick story from this lady. She ended up retiring due to COVID because her husband was high medical risk. And um, they moved down to their vacation home in Florida. And their grandkids and family was all in New York. And that's where her job was. Um, But they came down to Florida. And at first, like you said, she's busy remodeling the apartment. Um, But then she got kind of bored and got in kind of a funk and became depressed. And uh, eventually you think, oh, maybe they'll move back to New York and go with grandkids and stuff. They sold their home in New York. She said it kind of would flip the switch in her brain and kind of gave her a new mindset of Florida isn't vacation anymore. No. That's where we live. That's true. And so they started getting more involved in the community, going to local meetings, meeting neighbors, all that good stuff. And it really just kind of helped her create routine, meet new people, uh, and just be more involved in the community.
1: It's when you go out to breakfast places, a lot of McDonald's are notorious for the retired guys sitting around <laughs> yes. talking.
3: That's why they do it. Exactly. it gets good social aspect. Out for
1: an hour and a half in the morning, have a little breakfast, have some coffee, and talk yeah. to your buddies. Yeah. You
3: Nothing need that social
1: aspect. Yes, I think that's a big part of it. That was good stuff, Chauncey. And something to think about as you ponder retirement. Are you not, Maybe you're financially ready Socially, though, are you ready to do it? Maybe wean yourself into retirement, right? Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we're going to come back. We don't have much time for it, but we're going to do Marie McFarland's sexy segment. What's that about? Well, you're going to have to stay tuned. The Retirement Clinic will be right back on WISN. This is the shortest sexy segment in history with Marie McFarland. You got 90 seconds. Go. I'm going to go
2: really fast. So, I found this article on Investopedia and it's problems ultra high net worth individuals face. And I'm going to put this to ultra high net worth and high net worth individuals. But the two things we'll take away from this are taxes and estate planning. Um, so first and foremost, it's no secret. President Biden is proposing a new tax policy aimed at taxing the wealthy um, and then aimed at taxing the wealthy more than they're being taxed already. So to keep in mind, the proposal would have higher top rates for individual income, for corporate income, and capital gains income. And he's proposing to end step up in basis by making death a taxable event. So that really, really does change things when it comes to um, taxes and high income earners, right? So a lot of ultra high net worth individuals will pass on to their heirs and need that step up in basis to make it beneficial this from a tax perspective. This is just a
1: proposal at this point, right? Still a
2: proposal, correct. Um, but something to be very, very um, aware of. Now, the other thing is estate planning. So the estate tax, make sure you prepare your estate planning, whether it be with trusts or charitable contributions to avoid estate tax.
1: Well done in 90 seconds. <laughs> final <laughs> comments after this on the Retirement Clinic. This is Sen. The Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. We thank Marie McFarland, Chauncey Wise and Cell for a great show. That quiz was fun. I did well. Makes
2: I wonder it. how everybody else did.
1: Yeah, you know people are playing along. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to give out the phone number for the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040 or com. And Monday through Friday, market updates, 3 and 5 p.m. news blocks uh, done by the Kowal Investment Group by Chauncey, Marie, and the full cast of characters over there.
2: There's a lot. Yes. Eight, I think eight of us that do it, so, so. it's hard to keep track. And there's of a lot to
1: talk things. about these days at <laughs> the markets. There is a lot. There uh, is. Thanks for a great show. Yeah,
2: thank you.
1: Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week on the Retirement Clinic every Saturday in WISM Milwaukee.